Listener Production. On today's edition of Footy Talk, we take a look at why the Crows are the real deal in 2023. We look at the Tigers and their list strategy and what Ross Lyon's mindset will be coming up against the club that snubbed him for a coaching spot last year. That's all on today's episode of Footy Talk. Hello, you're listening to Footy Talk on this Tuesday morning, April 18. This is where you can get everything, your daily dose of news, interviews, analysis from the world of AFL. And as he does every Tuesday, my great mate Nick Rewalt joins me all the way from Houston, Texas. Good morning as we do this podcast. Rui, big day today, Will's final baseball game. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we don't have playoffs because uh, there are only six, which Will is, he, he can't get his head around. He thought, uh, we, he thinks they've won every game so far, even though they don't keep score. So tonight is the last <laughs> regular season game, uh, no playoffs. But um, yeah, I'm a little bit disappointed. Like oh, I, I live for the for the games on the weekend or the games midweek. So the fields are just up the road here. They have... It's it's pretty awesome. They have um like the catering is unbelievable. So we'll probably spend the night up there and what? sit in the stands and what yeah watch the games afterwards and have dinner and that's wow. that's good. Baseball's good. Not it's like good the fun. catering for the Oz kick here in Melbourne. We just get the uh, the, uh, the oranges <laughs> and uh, <laughs> get a bit of a sausage in bread. Yeah, a sausage. Yeah, I uh, would love a sausage. I do miss sausages and, and good white bread. They don't have any. Right there, you go. Hey, did you uh, did you catch any of the gather round? What were your initial thoughts from all the way over there? It looked like an amazing festival, really, didn't it? It, um, it, it was, it was, it was great. It was like a, a spectacle, um, unlike anything I'd seen. Where I, I thought, because you know, nine games of footy in the one city on a weekend, that they would have sort of struggled towards the back end to, to fill the stadiums. But no, I mean, there, there, there must have been a huge influx of of people get across for for the weekend and for the games. And we know how much South Australians love their footy, so. Looked amazing, and did the footy stacked up too, didn't it? They were they were treated to some some pretty pretty ripping games of footy, Joe. Yeah, it was a great but weekend. You were, you were there. You were on the ground. You you tell me. Yeah, it was um it was it was a good weekend. It basically just picture it like grand final week in Melbourne. So there was activation sites. There were a lot of people walking around in a, in a good mood and, and wearing their their football scarves. I have heard some people like some people have gone right over the top and said it was the best thing ever. Was it that good or is was that is there a little bit of mayo? Yeah, I think there's a little bit of mayo on that. It wasn't <laughs> like it was a uh, some sort of festival like we're walking down New Orleans or walking through the strips of Vegas. It wasn't quite anything like that despite uh, some people pumping it up. But it was – I like the novelty. I think it's a, a great concept and now we know it's locked away for three more years. Um, I think for now on it's going to set up the season really well for the next few years. Think about going from – you know, Easter weekend to gather round to Anzac weekend on top of a couple of, you know, big uh, weekends to start the season. It's a good way to go about it. It's been great. And as you said, the footy was really important. And let's chat on that because it's starting to, gee, it's starting to get to the stage now where you've got to trust teams that's stacking up the form. And, and, and Adelaide was the big one coming into the game. Where's their format? Do you, do you trust it? Do you believe it? And then we saw what they did against the previously undefeated Blues. And the hardest part for some people, really, in the foot industry is to get your head out of what perception might be and analyse the games as it's being played. And Adelaide are one of the better teams in the competition right now. My eye goes goes towards their forward line and mm. how dangerous they look now in front of the ball. Um, clearly, the, the recruiting's been great over the last few years with Rankin and and, and Rochelle and 
they're being able to hit the scoreboard. But what do you put it down to? Because it, it can't just be about their scoring power. They look complete all over the ground. The first lesson and a lesson in rebuilding teams from Matty Nixon, full credit, is last year Adelaide were a team that were known for their contest and pressure. So they were a high contest pressure side. So they built built the fundamentals. Now they lacked a bit of polish, a bit of class, a bit of, a bit of flair with the way they played. But because they've kept that foundation and fundamentals, and now they've added Jordan Dawson into the midfield, Josh Rochelle now playing more in the midfield, all of a sudden you've still got the elements that make a strong team, but you're right now adding the class element. And when you combine that with their talent in the forward half and, and their kicking skills, you're then adding layers to your game. And I think that's been the biggest improvement with them. And their defenders are, are no names, but are getting better and are winning contests and not getting beaten. So I think it's been a credit to the way they've gone about their rebuild. And it also shows really just getting in a couple of players with some class, what it can do to a team. So they had a lot of guys that we would say were gave great effort and they were dour uh, and they tried hard. But all of a sudden, and I touched on it the other night, I'm not sure if you saw the first crack, but Adelaide had previously offered their 2021 pick six, which they ended up getting Josh Rochelle, and their future first rounders, uh, which became Rankin and Jordan Dawson, essentially traded them away for those players. So imagine if they'd have accepted the deal with the Kangaroos for pick one. They wouldn't have had those three players and it would be a different look about them. So some sliding doors in that, but you add some class to a hardworking outfit and you get the results you're getting. Yeah, and it wasn't too long ago, really. The Mat- Matty Nix was under pressure last year. Yeah. I mean, the, the noise coming out of Adelaide was was really strong for, from some influential people over there. So just the ability to just just hold your nerve and preach a little bit of patience because, as we know, with, with young groups, it does take time to be able to – to in pieces, you can't come and, and build the entire puzzle in one go. You have to do. You, you have to get the corners of the puzzle in first, and they did that with the contest and the pressure. Told them the right way to play, and 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 they're they're bearing the fruits now. Hey, I'm, I'm interested in Port Adelaide, Joey, yeah. and the and the narrative around Ken Hinckley because the no, the noise was so loud as recently as two weeks ago. What what, what what's what's the story? What what is it? What is it going to take for Ken Hinckley to? get through the rest of the season now without that rearing its head? Because it feels like every time they put in a bad performance, Port Adelaide, well, then the, the, the critics come and then they back it up with some some ripping weeks. They've been terrific over the last two weeks. Yeah, you're right. I, look, I, I suppose if we talk about the media industry, but, the you know, the, trying to get grab the, the big headline, it was always low-hanging fruit, Ken Hinckley, because right from the start of the year, out of contract, club was going to hold. So it was easy as soon as they lost a couple of games to come for him. I mean, you can do that now with Stewie Jew if you wanted, but I mean, what's the point? You let it play out. Um, ARS has to keep winning. And he's done that the last couple of weeks. I've always been a believer in Ken. You can see the players play for him and he's been a very good coach. I mean, I think in our industry, Rui, we judge it on if you haven't won a premiership, you're no good. But in America, if you you know, make, you know, get to conference finals and get to different levels. That's how they rate coaches. Ken Inkley's been to a number of prelim finals. He's had great teams. They just haven't been able to get over the line. Is that, how much of that is just coaching or how much of that is on the day you get beaten? We know that better than anyone, particularly with Ross Lyon. So I think that Ken Inkley's doing a great job. This was the hardest part of the draw for them. Everyone spoke about their first five weeks as being so tough. Um, and to come out of it three and two, and I think in that five yeah. weeks, they didn't include Adelaide as being, uh, uh, they thought the other four were harder, yeah. but Adelaide is, is proving to be as hard as anyone. So they've got through the hard phase now. Hopefully they can build on it. And I still think Port Adelaide are absolutely a finals team. So uh, it'll be uh, later in the year, that'll all come to a head, but there'll be some coaching changes at some stage later in the year. Um, but we'll wait till then, till we know more about some teams, because you touch on 
Rui, people shoot, shooting early with um, with the coaching. What about Richmond? Talk about firing off early. Some of the narrative around they've sold the farm to go and get Taranto and Hopper and they've tried to top up and it's going to backfire and all those sorts of things. How have you seen that narrative about yeah. Richmond? So so let's uh, let's address the first part of Richmond because you said just before round five, you have to actually have to start paying attention to the teams that might be performing above the, the perception that we have of them. Yep. Are Richmond performing at the level that you think they are now uh, no. at, at, a, at a win and a draw out of five games? No, they're not. They're, they're underperforming. Um, and I think there are a number of reasons for that. The first one with um, Richmond, no doubt, is injuries for them. Because I think I did say for Richmond, and I had them around the mark of being a contender, but I put on the basis, and we spoke about the durability, they needed to have their best team fit and healthy because they have a lot of younger players that they um, that they have in the squad. But when you've got Tom Lynch, Nankervis, Soldo, Broad, uh, Jack Graham, like some high-quality players that are significantly uh, influential in their team out, and then you're bringing in kids. It was always going to make it hard. But I said this, I think, last week. It's a transitional period. They are trying – haven't we learned from Geelong that you don't have to go down the bottom and get draft picks and get rid of all your talent to then be able to rebuild? You can stay at the top for yeah. a long period of time with smart list management. And I think that's exactly yeah. what they've done with Taranto yeah. and Hopper. Oh, absolutely, because it's not it, it's not just a move for the now. So mm. clearly they topped up with some established players, but they're established players that have a lot of footy left in them at, yep. at 25 and 26. So they've got eight good years of footy, you would hope, barring a, a major injury setback for one of those guys left in them. And the draft is not the tool that we think it is exactly. to be able to, to rise back up the ladder. Because really the difference between the team that finishes first and the team that finishes last is one player 17 picks apart. I yep. mean, it's it's not a huge difference to be able to make to your list unless you're there for a long, long period of time. And even then, you've still got to pick the right players. So how many players have we seen go in the top 10 over the last five years that are no good? It yep. happens, I don't know, I'd, I'd be plucking a number, but I'd say at least 40 to 50% of the time that those players don't end up being the the transformational players that we, we sort of put uh, the expectation on the draft as a mechanism. So good on Richmond for going out and and, and um, making those moves because they're moves for the next decade, not just for the next year. And and they had a pretty good run at the draft in the uh, in the previous few years before that. So look, I, I think yep, they've they've gone chips in, but they're chips that'll uh, will last a while. Yeah, spot on. I think they're building fine. I mean, they've got some young key defenders. Bolter and Gibkiss are still young. Samson Ryan looks like he's going to be a player. And they've got all these other youngsters that are getting games into them while they transition out. They're old, they're aging superstars and the, the ones that have been the, the premiership heroes. So they will be okay. This is obviously not going to be their year, but that's okay. They'll be around the mark for a long time to come. Speaking about uh, teams, what about the Saints? How just view that performance? Because... Even though they lost, I thought for me, I'll walk away going as a Saints supporter. You know what? They're going to be hard to beat this year. Uh, they're not yeah. going to win every game. We understand that. But what it showed is they it's going to take good teams to play well to beat them because if they keep up that effort, they're going to win more than they lose. Yeah, well, I loved it because at 25 points down in that last quarter, I thought this could turn into a 40-pointer. Um, but the fact that they were able to, to well, just attitudinally – not give up. And that's a hallmark of Ross Lyon teams is that the scoreboard is irrelevant. The scoreboard doesn't dictate your effort because you've got to practice playing four quarters to the last minute every week. And, and we know that that's something that he preaches. So, I mean, uh, I think those, those two sides matched up really, really well against each other. Co Collingwood had 
I feel like they've built in a similar fashion. We know last year that they were a, that, that they were a never never say die team, and um, you know they they almost got a taste of their own medicine. But yeah, look, two 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 um, two teams that I just think are, are so incredibly well led by their coaches, and and you can just see the way the way the players exhibit the the, the sort of the coaching ethos and the coaching mantra that the the coaches in, in Lyon and McRae speak publicly. I, I thought it was a great great game of footy. And credit to the Pies. Banged up with injury. Uh, they lost McStay yeah. early. Missing plays. They still found a way to win. That's what really good teams do. And we know they are a really good team this year. But they take on the Bombers next week, next Tuesday. So we'll uh, be able to jump on footy talk before then. But disappointing. There's going to be a few stars missing. So Zachy Merritt for the Bombers with a suspension from the MRO for the, the dump tackle. And Taylor Adams as well. What's your take on the dump tackle? You okay with all these players getting one weekers to for a betterment of the competition for the health and safety of the players, or have we gone a bit too far? Oh, I think we've gone a little bit too far. I, I, I really do because I, I think, and even the uh, the, the uh, instance with the the Hawthorne lad the week before, yeah, Will uh, Day. was, it, was yeah. it Will Day got two weeks? Yeah. I, like I didn't see two motions in that. Um, I, I saw the momentum of the player being tackled take into ground almost, and he's just hanging on. Um, so I think we, we, we might have gone an inch too far. I would rather that and have to, to reel it back in. Um, but, I, but I think as a viewing public, we're starting to get a feel for when it is two motions. So I thought the Taylor Adam one um, was two motions. Yep. The, other, the other player that I think they're going to miss is Murphy. Um, yes. He's, He's going to be a big loss to them, and it was a it was it was a pretty ordinary ordinary incident, I thought, from from Caminiti. Look, I don't think I don't think uh, malicious, but 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 pretty ordinary. But he's a he's a really important part of their um, of their makeup behind the footy because he's just so brave, um, almost reckless brave. But um, yeah, like him as a player, so Shane Lee won't be there either. And Merritt Merritt's a huge out. Um, he's a heartbeat of that team, we know. So. Hopefully it doesn't impact the standard. And, and what a belter it's going to be, Joey. First time they've been top four since when on Anzac Day? 2000. 23 years since they've both wow. been top four. So if you think we've had big crowds previously, wait till this one next week. It's going to be a cracker. Can't wait. Hey, we'll take a short little break because we do want to get into real talk, shit talk, and you're listening to Footy Talk. If you're listening on the Apple Podcast, Spotify, or listener, please hit the like button, leave us a review or a rating. New episodes every day at lunchtime. You're listening to Footy Talk. Hit us up. Uh, you can listen on the Apple's podcast, Spotify, or listener here with Rui as we are every Tuesday. Rui, time for Real Talk Shit Talk. I want to come at you first. We heard on the weekend that the Carlton Bigwigs spent a million dollars at Penfolds for their function with clients. Was that slightly over the top? No, that's shit talk, Joey. That's right. <laughs> what? Hey, if you can do it, go and do it. So good on the Bluebaggers. <laughs> the Carlton, they run the best networking events, Carlton Footy Club, yep. and this is why. They've gone out, they provide the great wine, they take their clients, they wine them, they dine them, um, and they get the money out of them. Good on them. Uh, we had a few uh, sort of similar type um, arrangements yeah. at St Kilda did back we? in the day. So we, did, we didn't have the cupboard full of grange that we could go and raid. We had uh, pure milk, so you could yep. go and get a carton of milk. 
uh, to take home. Remember, we had to have a chat with Aaron Hamill because Aaron yes. Hamill used to take he used to take too much milk because he used to exchange them for he exchanged them for DVDs. He would he would sort of do like a, a trading type situation. Contra. Yeah, contra deals. He would go to the greengrocer yeah. on the way home. Would he go two cartons of pure milk for a you know some bananas and some tomatoes? He would go to yeah. Blockbuster and get a DVD, give the black a carton of milk. So he was uh, very very resourceful, uh, Aaron Hamill. Uh, obviously, Carlton now, so I'm sure he was tipping into the red wine on the weekend. So good on the Blues. I, I love that one. Hey, Joey, gather around on the weekend. We wasted an opportunity not playing the showdown during gather round. Nah, that's shit talk for me. We're, we're going to waste the showdown if we're going to do it in gather round. I don't think we need it because we're getting sellouts anyway. Save the showdown for a separate time. I think Adelaide can sell it out. Port Adelaide sell it out. And the other games can almost be sold out. The only thing I would change, I wouldn't do the double header ticketing going forward because it looked so on the Sunday you could buy one ticket for the whole day for the Geelong West Coast game and then stay for St Kilda Adelaide but some would come for the first game and then leave and some would Uh. come for the second game and leave so the stadiums looked a bit half sold out and I think we could do it better you could make the tickets maybe a little bit cheaper but you buy have to come in for one everyone has to um, vacate throughout the middle of the day and if you've got tickets for the second game come back in I would do it that way and I'd also spread it out I reckon there's big whispers the Barossa Valley will host a game next year and going forward. So I think we should spread it out and you have to uh, – we might have to go on that trip, really. You might have to come – Penfold's Cup. Come back and head over on that one. Hey, one more for you. Rossi Lyon coaching against the Blues this week. Big game, Carlton St Kilda. He will be desperate to beat the Blues after the coaching snub from 2021 when he thought he had it and then he didn't. Ah, that's shit talk as in he would not give a shit, Ross Lyon. <laughs> uh, he, he, he couldn't care. It was interesting the way it all played out with the Blues. Um, you know, we probably know more more than most on that one. But, look, I, I think Carlton would be really happy with where they've landed with Michael Voss, yep. who did a great job yep. in year one. And, um, yeah, they're, they're clearly on the right track. And, and Rossi, to be able to get back where it all began, I think he'd be pretty content with that situation as well. So both clubs are happy. Both coaches are happy. I think it's going to be a, a, a ripping game, particularly looking forward to the Crips Steel matchup in the middle of the ground. Those two contested beasts going at it. I think a really good bounce-back opportunity for both of these sides against an opposition that they would respect coming in. Last one, Joey, for you. A lot of injuries, a lot of clubs early in the season, um, particularly to specific positions like the ruck role at various clubs. Clubs now, we've come so far with free agency and the like, you should be able to just go into the street at round five and sign anyone and get them on your list if you're, if you're in need. Yeah, there's an element of real talk to that. I think Hutchie went with that last night on Footy Classified. I've been a believer and, and been on the record as saying we need to change the way the, the list is um, at least profile at clubs. I think we should cut the list sizes and have almost like 35, 36 players on your main list, and that's your main list only. That way they all get paid more, which I think the players that actually play deserve. And then after that, you can then just go and sign. You can have your own supplementary list. So you get first crack at players that are playing in your reserve side or that you put on some sort of supplementary list that you can play them whenever you want. You can pluck them out of the VFL and play them and come and train with your side and play them when needed. I think there's an element to that. And then, of course, you can go and scope out other um, players from other competitions to add throughout the year. I think that'll help the competition That'll help just separate the players that actually play that deserve bigger money yep. and the ones that are the, the the guys that are hanging around the fringes that get paid pretty well considering I think Eddie Maguire called them the bread roll eaters. All they do is just 
they just cruise around the club. They take up physio time, really. They take oh. up all the uh, play. They take up all the player welfare time. Yeah. And they eat all the food, and they never get a game. They can go and play and be on a separate list. So they only get paid really when they play. Uh, I think they can do that better. Spoken like a uh, spoken like a real AFLPA man. That was yeah. Well, the AFLPA <laughs> trying to the opposite. They try and spread it out. The opposite. AFLPA try and please everybody. Yeah, that's right. They're socialists. Yeah, that's right. Hey, well done to you. Thank you for joining us. I know you got to get off to Will's final game of baseball. Wish him luck for me. Uh, you're organising a little party afterwards. Nah, uh, that's the coach's job, mate. I'm just a parent. Just go coach's along job. and cheer. Right, hey. Well done. If you have a question for us, hit us up on Instagram at footytalk underscore pod or TikTok at footytalkpod. Tomorrow, Abby Holmes will be with David Neitz. Looking forward to that one. Hope you enjoyed today's edition of Footy Talk. Listener.